Well, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Well, especially given that you're not publishing the last two podcasts that we did. The last two podcasts. Why are we not publishing the last two podcasts? Well, I'm not really sure exactly why, but um, because I'd said that you could publish the the first one, but then... You had reservations. I had reservations. Because... Um, there were, I was, I told the story of my fight with Ferd and I wasn't quite sure, um, I was, Ferd was giving me the okay. He hadn't given me the okay to tell the story. You had a big fight with Ferd. He had a big fight. And in the middle of that, telling that story, you, um, you would ask me how I was feeling and um, I watched when I was watching myself, we had videotaped that mm-hmm. podcast. We hadn't done that before. And I was watching myself literally lie to you. And it was so painful to watch that. That would be the reason why I would have said, no, you cannot publish this. But I thought, well, you know, this is, I, I mean, I was literally screaming at myself, watching mm-hmm. myself. And then I called you and I was like, you know, maybe you should just go ahead and publish it and then we'll do another podcast where I will then tell you the truth of how I feel. And then we did that podcast where we were screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> screaming. That's all I remember, really. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. I might publish. I mean, the first okay. 20 minutes is, is actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> I was proud of myself. I mean, I held my own. I didn't break down and cry. I didn't like, I just was like, that that's. You didn't break down. Why? You usually break down and cry? Were you, do well, I... in those situations, I have in the past. Why is that? Is that a defense? Totally. That was the it's... way that I handled. I mean, I've yeah. said this before, you know, like, like, I, like my way of defending was to submit. If I showed more strength to my mom when she was yelling at me, I, it would, I would get met with more, some kind of, like it felt to me like a violent kind of energetic rage. We, yeah, th- this is an important subject actually, because it, 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 you see this a lot where people start crying and it feels fake and yeah. you don't feel sympathy. You don't feel empathy. And, and then, you know, of course, if you, if you don't feel that or you don't take it seriously, you're seen as cruel or unkind, but in fact, not empathetic, they're manipulating you. Yeah, in that's some correct. way. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. And I I mean that's what I was yelling at myself when I was watching. It's very painful to watch yourself lie to someone. And I well, you it's know, fake. you feel you're fake. Yeah, and I can imagine people I was imagining myself people listening to our podcast the earlier ones and just yelling at me. I mean, I know that like some of my clients have told me they were like yelling at me, listening to me. And I, I could imagine, I was like, yes, that's, that's what I was doing to myself. And, you know, it's, it's humbling. It's why, humiliating really. Why did you lie to me? Because I was afraid. Um, I mean, you, you lied. I asked you, you're telling the story about Ferd. I sensed you were hesitant. And I, as somebody who's, 
leading the podcast in a sense. I'm aware of pace and rhythm and keeping it entertaining and I'm trying to throw in jokes. I'm thinking of the audience and I could feel you stammering a little bit Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure what to do. So I thought, oh, I'm going to ask her how she's feeling and that will be, you know, something hopefully real will come of that. And you, what did you, I forget what you said. You said, are you scared? And I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I'm a little scared because, you know, I'm not sure if it's okay for me to be saying all this stuff. You know, I haven't asked for if if it's okay with me, right. you know. And and you know, you you said some things and as I was watching myself, I was like, that's not how I was feeling. What you really were feeling was annoyed. Annoyed at, with me. Yes. <laughs> how could anyone be annoyed with me? I'm so wonderful all the time. <laughs> Yeah, because I didn't want you to interrupt me. Like right. I just want, I needed space to just think about how I wanted to tell the story. And um, and so I didn't say that in that moment. And when I watched myself doing that, I was like, oof. Like, and I could see that I wasn't going to tell you the truth. Well, the, you telling me the truth would have suddenly made the podcast very interesting. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that, but that, like, I could see that that was my, that was just my habit. That was just it's my a habit. Yeah. And at one point you asked me if I babied Ferd. You were right. like, do you baby Ferd? And I was like, yeah. But, uh, but what I really wanted to say was like, I'm babying you right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I need babying. No, I'm not. Th- th- I mean, sometimes I do. But, you know, and I said this to you when we were talking on the phone, just that I, you know, it's not easy to, to, to tell you the truth sometimes you, why? Because you come back and you come back hard sometimes. Right. And and it's, you know, whether it's a defense or whether it's the truth or what, whatever it is, it's hard. And then I have to stay, like, I have to stay in a certain place in myself that, um, I think is, is actually good for me. And you've challenged me there and I'm, I am grateful and it, you know that, Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's, it's not an easy place for me. And I don't think it's an easy place for a lot of people to stay centered in themselves, to be able to face that kind of aggression that you bring. Right. And so I'm really learning how to do that mm-hmm. now and not collapse into the, you know, tears or some, some, some place of submission or, or a place that just will lie to you just for the ease of it. Right. Which I'm sure doesn't feel good to you, but is, you know, that's just where I go. It's my own. It is a, it is a defense. Well, I'll provoke until I can feel the other person. If I right. can't feel the person, I'm going to keep coming until I can feel them. Right. Well, and so then in our la- the po- podcast we just did, where mm-hmm. we were just screaming at each other. Um, well, that was the first part of it. But that was yeah. the first part of it. And then the second part of it, you were talking about how y- women can't, we, you can't tell the truth to women. Yeah. And I've <laughs> been thinking about that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so then you listened to it and you called me and you left a message and you apologized, which I was actually, you, you apologized to me. You said, 
that you were sorry and that, you know, if, if you had traumatized me, which I was, <laughs> I was, I laughed, but I was also grateful because after we had done that podcast, I, I was, I was feeling off like for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. then, the, and then the following day I was still a little off, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And then I got your message. And when you apologize, I was like, oh, yeah, that felt that felt good. I was grateful for it, and I literally felt like I came back into myself. Right. And I didn't, you know, I didn't. I wouldn't use the word traumatized. That's not. I'm not sure that's the right word. But I did. What I sensed was that there was something off in the whole conversation. Yeah. That you had come in with that I didn't know, you know, until later on after we finished the podcast. Yeah. And so I was, I thought about it later. It was just like, well, this is a podcast that we're talking about the truth. Like we want to be in the truth of what we're feeling and what we're, what's happening. And I, it felt to me like later there on. There was a personal detail yeah. that was influencing my state of being that I was not willing to reveal. Right. And the things that I said, I stand by. There was not, there's nothing that in what I said that was a problem. It was the energy that was underneath it. There was a lot of weirdness and distortion and aggression and resentment that wasn't about what it was about. And, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't really want to get into what, right. what it's actually about, but, uh, yeah, I was in a, it was in a, a, a spot, uh, feeling constricted, uh, scared, uh, aggravated. Uh, there was things going on in my life that were, was causing me to be, uh, yeah, just a little bit stressed out. And when I get stressed out, I I get aggressive. Like I'm I'm extremely irritable and like mm. I don't collapse. Right. You know, it's like it's like somebody's rubbing sandpaper on me and I'm just like annoyed. Mm-hmm. So, it just felt without the context, none of it really made sense what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. And I also I had a sense that it was about something else Mm -hmm. but it was also i felt like my hands were tied like it couldn't say right what i thought that it might be about and then it it just devolved (laughs) that's what it felt like for me yeah like that that we're not doing the thing that we said we were going to do right on this podcast and so i it like well it's tricky i mean there's certain things that are i don't want to talk about totally and me too yeah yeah but it's good to know, and maybe that was what was just important to just say, is here's this thing that's going on. Right. It's, you know. Right. I'm not going to talk about it, but this is happening. Mm-hmm. And see where it goes from there. You've said twice now that it's difficult to be in relationship with me. <laughs> yeah, I said that on the, mm-hmm. on the last podcast, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You've said that a couple times. We said it on the, yeah on the podcast, but otherwise, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, Hmm. I'm not disputing what you're saying. I'm just curious. And I don't take it personally. I mean, I, I mean, I get, I, I mean, I take it personally, obviously, but not, I'm just curious. I don't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, I think, okay. You want me to say the things that make it difficult for me? Yeah. For you, yeah. What what makes it difficult for you to be in relationship with me? Because that's that's a that's a quite a thing to say. 
to someone. You're difficult to be in relationship with. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's yeah, I know. It's, it's quite a thing to say. Is that does that feel hurtful to you? Or? No, it feels probably true. I don't say and not true for everybody, but definitely true for for you. I mean, I I yeah, well, I I have thoughts about it, but but go ahead. I mean, I. I don't say it lightly. I didn't, it's not like it just, you know, came out of me. I, like when we were in that screaming match, like it was, I was aware of what I was saying and that, um, you know, the, the kind of, in order to be in real relationship with you, I like, I have to be willing to tell the truth no matter what, like you have a sense of somebody in a lie. Like that's so it's so, um, beyond, like, I, I think even me, maybe, you know, I, I mean, I, I think we both, you and I both are, we, we both have a very sensitive, I, I don't know, sensor for truth. Yeah. And when something's off, we, you know, we're disturbed by it, but the way that you're disturbed by it is it's beyond what I've ever seen anyone be. <laughs> right. And so, you know, when you sense something that's off with me or anything, or, or there's just some aggravation in the field, like that, that aggression that comes, it's hard. And it's like, it's sometimes scary, mm -hmm. but it's hard to penetrate. There's no, there's no like, and you know, you've said like, well, I'm not nice. You know, I'm not going to be gentle here. And, and all of that is fine, but there's a way in which it makes me want to retreat even more. Right. And I don't think that that's what you're going for, but it's kind of just where I'm going to go because I don't want to deal, you know, and so, like, I don't want to, I don't. Like the, it, there's a way in which the aggression comes so hard that I'm afraid if I tell you the truth, is it going to come even harder? Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's how, that's the fear. I mean, what, what the truth actually is, what I've noticed with you is that when I really come into the truth, you relax. Yeah. Your whole being relaxes. Yeah. So that's well, I'm not true. afraid of aggression. I'm not afraid of conflict necessarily. Right. Right. So I, I grew up where there was a lot of safety around it. It felt like to me, it, like stuff, that's how stuff came out in my house, like in explosions. And there was something about when it came out, it, it felt better. It was like the storm ended and things could calm down. Mm. That's, that, you know, I, I, I guess that's how it was for my mother. And, you know, she could go into hysterics in some way. And so, but at least when she was hysterical, the energy was moving through her and then it would pass and then she'd be calm again mm. as opposed to this low level lie that everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Everything's okay. Yeah, no, we're just doing this. You know, that, <clears throat> that felt very aggravating and scary for me. I don't, I don't like that. That's why I don't, you know, the, the kind of love mask or the serenity mask. I don't like it. Mm. It, it it feels scary to me. Mm -hmm. It's hiding something. What? What are you hiding? Just tell me the fucking truth. Just, 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 I want to know, just orient me towards the truth. I want to know. 
Well, and then sometimes when I do tell you the truth, what I think is the truth, like the way that you can come back to me is it's, it's kind of like what I feel there, there's a defense there that happens and I'm defended. You're defended. And I understand, you know, like sometimes you don't want to hear the truth. You, you, I mean, you want to hear the truth, but you don't, you know, it's like if you really took in the truth that it would be something where you would have to really make a change or you would have to, like something would have to. Like what? Where am I defended? I think in relationships. What's that mean? Um... I think your heart is defended. Mm -hmm. I think for you to to have a consistently, I mean, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying that. But just to have your heart be open in a more consistent way, I think it's really... Why would I do that? (laughs) That makes no sense. (laughs) Well, it makes no sense to a part of you. Mm -hmm. But there's another part of you that I think really wants like real connection and uh like a a true love relationship um not just not well in just in general with people but also in your in your love life Mm. um and i think that there are ways in which you need i think you need more connection with people more connection yeah that's that's my sense and that there's some way which i think you can push it away and not not consciously but and and the and you push it away through this place that doesn't trust anyone and it makes it hard to get in mm. yeah that's interesting i mean i, I I I have thoughts about that. I think that's true, what you're saying. And I I feel like, I mean, I, I there's places that I go for connection. Yeah. But there, you're right. There's a lot of people I won't let in. I mean, I think you let me in as mm-hmm. far, like maybe further than most people. Mm-hmm. And I I really appreciate that. And I, it's like, because, do you? No, because there are massive gifts to being in relationship with you. Oh. No, like, are you just saying that? What? No, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, well, what? What are the gifts? I mean, you know, as I said, I, I deeply value the truth. And, when I ask you for it and you tell me it, it like it's the kind of truth that literally changes my life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I will listen to what you're saying because you're, you're telling me something that you're seeing that's so like nobody else will tell me the level of truth that you will, t- you will tell me. And when you do that, I mean, I have to be careful of what, you know, like, am I ready to hear this? It's kind of like that. And then if when the moon I landing was fake, <laughs> no, no, that's not. I'm, I'm into the moon landing is fake right now. But there are certain things about me and my life and what you see that mm-hmm. it's like it's it's incredible, you know. Oh, I see. What yeah. you, you've given to me, mm-hmm. you know, and also just like 
you know, the way that, yeah, the way that you see the world, the way that you see life, the way that you see God, the way, you know, how you've dedicated your life to the Lakota, Lakota. The red road. Yeah. The red road. And, and, you know, just watching your process and listening to how you, how you process things. Um, it's taught me a lot to watch you, to witness you facilitating. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's a gift. Mm. And, and to hear your perspective, your philosophy all the way through, you know, I've asked you so many questions and like when you, when you come out, it's, it's like, it really is, has been a game changer for me. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm. And so, you know, and I, I feel your tenderness. I feel your love for me. You know, I feel, um, like it's, it's such a gift, your generosity. Um, you, I mean, you have, it's, it's, it's amazing. And and so I, I can feel how much you have to give right to a lot of people, but my heart is cold. <laughs> protected, not cold, just protected to it's a warm. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> right. Fucking psychos. Keep your fucking distance. <laughs> Didn't help getting famous, man. Right. Yeah. I'm it sure. makes you trust people less. Yeah. It makes you feel more isolated. Right. Yeah. It's almost like people who already don't trust, like there's some draw to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a kind of narcissism of, you know, wanting to be special, mm-hmm. which are separate anyway. And so then you have to, I mean, that was, you're special, you're special. I got that as a kid from my mother all the time. And and it was confirmed in my environment because I got a lot of attention for being cute mm-hmm. and I was a pretty good athlete. So I got attention for being able to run fast and score goals and all of that. And I, and it, you know, I was making my mother proud. And then it was almost like I had to do something that was going to make me special. So uh, becoming an actor uh, fits the bill perfectly. And then you become famous and it, you think it's everything you want. Cause who doesn't want to be famous? Who doesn't fantasize or think about what it would be like to be famous? And not that I was super famous, but there was a period of time where any day that I went out in public, I was recognized, stopped, you know, there's like a 10 year period where, and, and even I, you know, at night I couldn't go out to like a, a, a bar you know, cause for more than a short period of time, cause it, you know, people start getting drunk and then they're coming up to me and drunk girls and their boyfriends. And it just was weird and awkward and it wouldn't stop, but it's isolating. Mm-hmm. And so you, yeah, you stop trusting people mm-hmm. and, uh, and then you, you know, like I get this job as a psychotherapist, you know, what I'm doing now and facilitating and you're also separate. Right. Because it's not real. I mean, it's, it is real connection in a way, Mm -hmm. but you're, there's a boundary. It's about the other person. It's not about you. And so it's perfect in some way for me because I get to keep my distance. Mm -hmm. It's, it's actually my obligation. It's, it's the correct way to do the job. I mean, you can't be totally closed hearted, you know, but you also, you know, you have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so it works, but there's, yeah, there's a, I mean, I've thought a lot about that, just that 
whole experience of yeah always feeling separate mm-hmm. and and there's gifts there too that's that's the issue with all of this stuff is there's gifts from it like the isolation the separation that's where a lot of the the wonderful things in my life have come from that's you know the pursuit of the knowledge has come from like the isolation has given me so much understanding about myself and the world. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to give that up, but I, I feel like I'm at a place where it's like, well, I did that. Mm. Like, you know, I lived alone for a long time. I did whatever I wanted for years, for years from the time I was, you know, early thirties to, 50 I just did whatever I wanted whenever I wanted I would work as an actor and make a bunch of money then I take some time off and I would just do what I wanted Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to answer to anybody if I wanted to get on a motorcycle and drive across country I didn't have to tell anyone Mm -hmm. other my agent you know I'm going away for a month like but other than that I was I was free Mm -hmm. and it was great but I got bored of it, I guess. And so then, and it's its own challenge. I mean, other people on the outside are looking at you going, wow, you're living this life. You're, you're taking all these risks, these challenges. You went to Hollywood and made it. You're doing these cross-country motorcycle trips. You're going out in the desert doing ayahuasca. You're doing this crazy therapy, going up to Esalen, doing all these workshops. I mean, from the, on the outside looking in, you, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting life that I was leading and challenging myself. But it was also very isolating. And I remember being on my motorcycle about to go out to the desert for an ayahuasca ceremony and with my buddy Danny, who at the time, I mean, he still is, he's married with two kids. And he was amazed. He's like, you're going to go out to the desert and just do ayahuasca with a group of people you don't even know? I'm like, well, you know, I've heard, you know, been referred. It's like, dude, that's crazy. It's like, and he, you know, it's, you're so courageous was mm-hmm. what he was, uh, he didn't say those words, but that's what he was implying. And uh, I thought, dude, you, you're you married with two kids. Like you're in an ayahuasca ceremony, ceremony 24 <laughs> seven. Right. Like I could feel like I, there was something that I was avoiding. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the grass is always greener. He's admiring me. I'm admiring him. But I felt and I sincerely like, no, you're the one who has the real courage here. Mm. Like you got married and you have two kids and you're carrying that burden mm. and you're dealing with, you know, and I knew him really well. So I would hear oh, my wife, you know, I'd hear his struggles and, uh, and thought, wow, I'm, I don't, there's something that's scary to me. That's terrifying to me. I don't want to take that on. So, but now, I mean, you know, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't stay isolated forever. Mm. Well, you could. Well, it's, it's the next challenge though. Right. It's where my growth lies is in relationship and connection. Yeah. That's, that's what I figured out. Community. Mm Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to stay alone. For a lot of people, being alone is hard. Exactly. It's not hard for me. Like the vision quest, 
vision quest four days alone in nature it's like it's not that difficult for me mm. mm-hmm. like it's actually feels I, I like it right I mean there's some struggles out there because there's no distractions but that alone part of it is not a problem to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. you know I've done three of them now and there's a point where I just I relax into it I'm like this is awesome I don't have to deal with anyone or anything. <laughs> it's just me and the trees. Right. You know. Well, and now you're you're in a relationship, in a romantic relationship, and you're in this business relationship with me. With you. <laughs> Two crazy broads. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, two wonderful women. It's true. I know. You lucked out, man. <laughs> I did luck out. I have two women in my life that are uh, that love me, that put up with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for you. Mm. I wondered if I expressed that to you enough. Oh. Do I? Do you feel my gratitude? I mean, I feel it when you say it and um feels good when mm-hmm. when I hear it. Is it enough? I mean uh, It's I, never it's never enough. Well, no, it's just it just feels good when you say it. I just know mm-hmm. that. It's not like I never feel like you're saying it like when you say it, you mean it. Mm-hmm. I do mean it. Yeah. You're not saying it to, I don't know, appease something inside of me or th- you think that I need to hear it more often or something like that. It feels like it's coming from a real place in you. So, yeah, I just appreciate it. I think I hold back my love to stay in control. Wow. Oh. In control of what? In control. I mean, if, if, if I let my love flow, if I open up my heart, things are out of control. I could be hurt, I guess it's vulnerable. Mm. I think I hold back to stay in control. I mean, then there's a withholding is my point. The the withholding is a way to control. Oh, uh uh-huh. But I hear keep people wanting for it. Mm. people <laughs> diana's like yeah people yeah which people do you mean you mean person me I'm like well maybe maybe right. maybe you yeah sorry i'm working on it well i mean it's interesting because when you say in control i mean i hear you i, I just am it's like what do you what do you phrase like you, you're saying that you're you might get hurt yeah w- like how would how would you get hurt? Like when you say like you're expressing your love for me, like how how would I hurt you? Well, I think I'd be used or abused or taken advantage of, humiliated, mm. shamed. Oh, right. I think that's. Well, that must have been what happened to me. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I definitely know my love was used. Right. Like that's the narcissism. I think Mm -hmm. that's how that works. Mm -hmm. Not, not in a, a subversive malicious way. Just if the parent is feeding off the child's love, right. To get their own needs and gratifications met through the child, the child learns that their love is conditional, Mm -hmm. literally. Right. And it's, it's about, it's not theirs mm-hmm. sort of belongs to the parent. It, I mean, it sounds like such a crazy idea because children just innately love their parents. They adore them. They're like gods to them. And it's not that the parents shouldn't, the parents should receive the love, but they shouldn't get their needs met through their children at all. Like you, ha- I think they have to be incredibly diligent about that. Mm. Just as we do as psychotherapists, we can't get our needs met through our clients. They're like, Oh my God, you're such a great therapist or whatever it is. You know, thank you so much for helping me. Of course you have to receive that. But if there's some unconscious need for it and the client feels that, then they feel like they have to give you that to stay in connection. Mm -hmm. And then they can't tell you the truth of what they're actually feeling, which then, you know, negates the whole purpose of the therapy. Yeah. And they, and they betray themselves. They betray themselves. Yeah. Which is what you talk about in relationship, you mm-hmm. know, that you're, that's the thing that you, has been hard, m- most difficult for you. Well, it's most difficult, I think, for everyone. I mean, that's what happened in that moment with you. You betrayed yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you didn't say what was true for you for fear that, of my reaction or you're doing something wrong, you know, all connected to your history. Yeah. And that I would lose connection with you. Right. Like it, that, that's ultimately the, Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so you opening your heart or you expressing your love. Well, maybe it's going to get easier now that I feel committed, fully committed to not betraying myself. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. That's interesting. Because if I don't betray myself, I can't be betrayed. Uh Uh-huh. It's only when we betray ourselves that we open up the possibility of being betrayed. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, <laughs> it's a weird word to use, but it's it's how I feel. I have to be ruthless. Yeah. With myself. Right. Well, the, and you haven't really talked about the this, truth. but like you've been saying, like this is this is the most important thing right now. For yeah. You. Yeah. That's what that's what I came away with from Sundance. For whatever reason, I don't, I don't know why it was that feeling. Like I can't betray, I can never betray myself again. That makes complete sense that you would come away from Sundance. Why? Because that, if you are able to do that, like if you are able to ruthlessly, like relentlessly, like never betray yourself, then you will open your heart. You'll trust. Right. You'll love. Mm. That's, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. That's where God is. Right. God that is, is in true. The love. And if you, that, that, that you would have experienced, that's what you came away with in Sundance. That, that's beautiful. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. I don't know how they 
figure that out. I don't I, the, the the technology of that ceremony, of all of the ceremonies, the Lakota ceremonies, the sweat lodge, the vision quest, the sun dance, like the effect that they have on you, like what they show you, what you experience, and the knowledge you gain from that is it's beyond anything that I've ever done. All of the work that I did with and all the ayahuasca work. Now, you could make the argument, well, I brought all that to it. So it's influencing how I'm participating in it and being affected by it. Nevertheless, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like they figured something out. And I don't know where, like, where did that come from? Where did that knowledge come from? I mean, Diana's studying Mayan, Mayan astrology right now. And it's just so deep. Mm -hmm. And then you think about the pyramids and all these ancient civilizations and they, we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We don't understand like even the Bible mm -hmm. who wrote that shit. How the, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. It's a great mystery. Mm -hmm. Channeled information. I guess. I mean, think about the pathwork lectures. Where did that mm -hmm. come from? Mm -hmm. Higher self, lower self mask. You never heard of that before anywhere. Does that exist anywhere? Those concepts other than the pathwork lectures? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. There's certain con concepts in there that, yeah, like they, they couldn't have been thought through it mm -hmm. seems. And I know that's what course in miracles is, which you're deep into is mm -hmm. it's a channeled text. I guess we've all had experiences of channeling in some way, opening ourselves up in, a, in, in deep flow state where some other intelligence takes over and we're. I mean, all of us consciously or unconsciously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, watching Michael Jordan play basketball feels like you're watching somebody channeling something. Mm -hmm. It's like a Buddha. Mm-hmm or Gretzky, or, you know, all these Roger Federer, the zone that they get into, or watching a musician, a high-level musician, or dancer. but the, Or or the uh, human design, the Gene Keys. I mean, what the, you read the Gene Key shit? Matt, you send it to me. I've, I haven't read the whole book, but I've read enough to know that whatever I'm reading is so psychologically insightful. It's, it, it's unbelievably deep. It's mm -hmm. as deep a, a thing as I've ever read. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at this guy, Richard Rudd, and you're like, where, where did this, dude, where did this come from? Like, mm -hmm. how did you think of this? What is this? Well, he says he didn't think of it. It, it, he, it came to him. It's just like the human design. I mean, it's, it's so interesting, these stories of, of channeled texts. Why don't you channel something, Angela? You channel. You channel in the workshops. You channel. Uh, you do things in the workshop that make no sense. They make no like in the moment. Everyone's like, "What's happening?" Like it doesn't. There's no logical reason. And then, quick, very quickly, it's revealed. Is like, that what it feels like to you? That's so interesting. There's. No, no, no. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it, it, sometimes it makes perfect sense to me. I know exactly what you're doing. But there's other times where I'm like, what is she? Why is she? What is this? Mm -hmm. 
Right. I trust it now. I don't, I don't ever think she's made a mistake or she's doing something wrong. I, I trust you, uh, explicitly. So I'm, um, I just waiting for it to be revealed. Yeah. I mean, things like in our last workshop, you know, we had, we did this process. It deeply affected me. And then that night I went to bed, I had a dream. I woke up and I was suddenly like, Oh, I know what I want to, I want to teach something about this. And it, it just, it's mm. like, it came to me overnight. It's I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is, where it comes from. I mean, we, you could say that it's God or just being present. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, there must be something in the collective unconscious. Like I, I, I do believe we're all tuned into something like there's some field of intelligence that exists, that's out there that we're all connected to. And if we can tune into it, we can tune into like somehow connect to all the information that is out there. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's different people can do it in, in, in uh, can tune in and in, in more effective. I mean, I think honestly, I think Alex Jones, that guy's a fucking channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've said that. I mean, when you watch, you watch that three, four hour interview he did on Joe Rogan and he starts talking about all this interdimensional stuff and it sounds crazy, but if you actually just listen to what he's saying, it's incredible and it sounds right. And then you hear Elon Musk say basically the same thing. He just has a different framework around it. And there's a video that's goes, it's on YouTube where they, they go back and forth between something Alex Jones says and something Elon Musk says. And it's the same thing. It's just Alex Jones says it in a way that's kind of outrageous and sounds weird. And then at the end of this one rant, this is 10 minute rant that he goes on. Joe's like, where do you get this information from? And Alex Jones says, oh, it's it's all around. It's all around. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And he just like puts his hands up as though he's grabbing stuff out of the air. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like it just comes. Mm -hmm. It's right there. And that's how I feel sometimes. I mean, I think we all feel that way, but it's right there. It's one of the things that I'm trying to teach people in the workshops is to tune into that. And that's, I mean, I've said this before, but that's the whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place was because in our conversations on the phone, that's what it feels like you're doing. Like something, Channeling. something will happen. You'll, you'll be talking about something and then it's like some place right. and you tunes into something and it's up uh, you. And I've experienced this so many times with you. Yeah. Where we'll have the whole conversation. My mind will be blown and I'm like, whoa. And then we'll talk about it later and you won't remember what you said, which is like always kind of disappointing to me, you know, like, like, it's just like, what did I say? You know, like, right. What? You know? And so that's, well, I kind of, yeah, I I don't, I remember the gist of it, but no, I can't remember the, the, the the framework of it. Right. And so, you know, those are the things that I'm hoping we can capture on this podcast. Well, here's the pro. I mean, this is the pro. Yes. And and there's been moments where it's happened and I, maybe in my rants, which, you know, there's been a whole issue around my rants. I think in my rants is an attempt to find it. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find the channel, but I think there's fear mm. recording it because if I'm really going to 
like let it come. Like I have to be able to go anywhere and say anything. Right. And there's really only a couple of people I can do that with you and Diana mm-hmm. and, and maybe some others. There's cause you know, mm-hmm. but really that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, Although I just actually had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with somebody who it went, <laughs> I mean, it, it got pretty wild. Right. Mm. So you, you just know there's the Overton window just gets expanded where it's like, you can kind of talk about anything and you have to go there. You have to go into the recesses of insanity and the madness and the darkness and the everything. Definitely not PC. Mm-hmm. And it maybe what you're saying isn't entirely true, but you have to kind of go over there and look at it and consider and ask yourself those questions. And the problem is it's so easy for people to misinterpret that or they get triggered Mm -hmm. or they assign meaning to it that I, I'm scared. I'm scared Mm -hmm. to really like go there, uh, publicly because it's not safe. And I don't think it is safe actually. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be extremely measured. And I know there's people that have done it. Like Owen Benjamin is somebody who does this. I mean, he, he committed, he was a comedian, is a comedian and uh very popular. And he started, he went all in and he's a brilliant guy, like high level IQ person. And, uh, now he lives in Idaho on a farm with his wife and kids, number two, three, four kids, and he's banned everywhere. Mm. And he has, uh, a little farmhouse in the back studio where he broadcasts. And I think he lives off the donations of the broadcast essentially. Mm. And he's got a, uh, quite a following and I don't know exactly where he broadcasts. I mean, he, I watch clips of him on uh TikTok, and some of his stuff is insane. I mean, he's, he's a flat earther now he's oh. become a flat earther and it's amazing to watch. There's a video that's like, um, where you watch him become a flat earther. It's a, it's a series of clips over the course of a year mm. or so where he does this investigation. <laughs> and at first he's like, this is all bullshit. These people are crazy. And then he starts like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And, you know, he, he gets convinced. Now, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the flat earth. And it's crazy to me. And he's he is a little crazy. But it's also a certain percentage of what he says, similar to Alex Jones. Okay, maybe 50% of what Alex Jones says is nuts. But there's another 50 that's fucking spot on and I think that's undeniable. He's been right about a lot of shit. Same with Owen Benjamin, right? A lot of the stuff he says is crazy, but then you'll he'll rant on something and you're like, that's spot on. And I feel like I <laughs> I have that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I I'm watching Owen Benjamin and Alex Jones. I'm like, yeah, I could go there. Mm-hmm. Like I could go there. No, you have gone there. Yeah, with you. Right. But it's scary to go there live and you know i have a career i have you know clients it's like i don't want them to think i'm and 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 like i'm a but i'm also like i'm aware well exactly of of like i know it's insane it's also well and sorry i'm gonna say one more thing because diana also has this Hmm. 
right? And it's which is interesting that mm. we're together mm-hmm. because she's got some pretty far out beliefs, mm-hmm. and it was a pill to swallow when I first, you know, we first started dating. I was like, okay, but now I see it's Tete is the same. What you start to see is that they believe in some their belief in something. Um, it opens up a field of possibilities. It opens up a a whole portal inside your consciousness to consider all kinds of other things that could be true, that could be possible. Which then what? Which then gives you access to all this other information. There's all kinds, like you start, like Tete is like 100% with aliens. This is how I experience aliens. You know, he's an ayahuasca shaman and he's, totally believes that he's uh and he's not the only one many ayahuasca shamans believe that they're in contact with aliens when they are leading ceremonies it's very common i mean the lakota people they have a name the star people i mean their their myth white buffalo calf woman you know it it starts the myth starts with she came from the stars Mm -hmm. so that you know it's it's out there but if you allow yourself to go okay aliens exist Right. And maybe they've been here. Maybe they've given us information. Maybe that's why the pyramids, maybe it was alien information that allowed us to create the pyramids or whatever. Like your mind opens up to all these possibilities and, and new ways of thinking that is really valuable. In what way? Well, it, it gets you out of the, the construct, the matrix that we live in. I mean, right now, it, that's all it is, right? We're, this is what you have to think. You have to, th- you have to believe in the science. You have to believe that the, the election was on the up and up. You have to believe the politicians. You have to believe the news. You know, I think everything else is misinformation. We can all feel that eh, there's some, a lot of bullshit. Whatever you think about the specific things I'm talking about, I don't think anyone can deny that there's tons of bullshit out there. And so allowing your mind to start to believe in, in conspiracy theories or other alternative beliefs, it just cracks open like a window into another portal of reality that allows you to then access different perspective or different information. And, and so I guess my point is like, if you really want to go deep into like the nature of consciousness and, and into, into the psyche, you're, you're going to believe things that are crazy. Like you can't not, it's like part of it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it, like, it's like you almost have to allow your mind to go there. Like I have to allow my mind to believe that the earth is flat. I'm just using this as an example. I don't believe the earth is flat, but I allow my mind to believe that. And well, what does that mean? If the earth is flat, then there's a whole conspiracy out there for whatever reason um, that is telling me that the earth is round. And then you start to think about why, why would that conspiracy be there? What is going on? What is this all about? And maybe all of that is bullshit, but that thinking, that way of looking at it, you can apply to other things. And that way of thinking, if you apply it to other things, you might actually see that something that is in fact true because mm. conspiracy theories are real. In what way? Well, there's definitely conspiracies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely conspiracies. I mean, you know, we've talked about it, but Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, that's a conspiracy. No, zero people believe that that, I don't know, zero, but very few people believe that that, that guy killed himself. Mm-hmm. 
So what the fuck happened there? You know, that's a conspiracy. Bill Gates was hanging out with that guy. Bill Clinton was hanging out with that guy. Ghislaine Maxwell went on trial. Nobody heard anything about it. Nobody heard anything about the client list. I mean, that's just one thing. Like it's, it seems mm-hmm. very clear that they're protecting, uh, they're protecting people. Mm-hmm. Now, is it an elite? Is it an elite group of pedophiles that are, you know, drinking babies' blood for the whatever they whatever it is that they drink it for? The the, the what is it? The, 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 is it about life? Like xenochrome or something chrome? What is it? What is the? What is? Look it up. Uh, we both have our phone. Whatever. Yeah. It, it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the Q conspiracy, right? That there's an elite group of people that take children, they torture them, and then they, uh, when they torture children, there's all this fear response, and then they kill them, and then they drink the blood because in the blood is is all of the hormones or whatever from the fear response and that that drinking their blood keeps you young mm-hmm. exactly right all right that's the the theory and uh i don't think that that's uh, out of the realm of possibility it sounds insane but you know right look at what the aztecs were up to mm-hmm. i mean look what the native americans were up to back in the day mm-hmm. they're up to all that kind of shit for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm so to say that we're not up to that stuff, I I don't know. We could be. I'm not. I have no proof. I don't. I don't believe it mm-hmm. myself because I don't have enough proof. But to say that it's impossible, impossible. is that's actually naive. Everything is possible, and so that's my point. Like it's like allowing yourself to look at these conspiracy theories or open your mind up to all of these possibilities it opens you up to to new information and new ways of seeing the world that i think are are useful the cost is that people are going to think you're fucking nuts because most people are living in the matrix and they want to believe in what they see and what they're told and that's understandable because if you stop believing it in it then you have to confront the lie and that that's i think where i've been the last five years and that's why, it's, you know, I've been filled with resentment about it and anger because I, was li- I just feel like I was lied to. The whole culture is a lie. Everything I was told was a lie. That's how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's also true that everything is a lie pretty much. It does feel like we're living in the matrix. And then you wake up and you look around and you see it's all filled with slaves and they're all Agent Smiths. And, we, you know, step outside the boundary of it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, confront the system mm-hmm. and see what happens. We know what happened to Trump. He's out. They're doing everything they can to keep him out, to kill him in some way. Andrew Tate saying, why did Andrew Tate get canceled? Why? Nobody has a reason. There's no reason. He didn't do anything to get him canceled. They just made a unilateral decision. It's like, no, this guy, we're done with this guy because he upset so many people. He's a threat to the system. 
because he's mobilizing young men. And what does mobilizing young men do? Well, there's no greater threat to the regime, the power structures, than young men. Young men on a mission who are seeing the truth. I mean, they're the barbarians at the gate. You want to con- if you if you want to okay, control the society, before, before you want to control we, the young we go, men. Yeah, yeah, go here. yeah. Like yeah. I want to just yeah, yeah. So you can slow me, slow me, <laughs> slow me down. Here we go. Well, because here we yeah. go. Yeah. And, and so this is a that now we're in the territory of the conversations that we would have on the phone. Yeah. And so are you willing to just say everything to like go? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can feel the filter. I I can right. feel in the way that I'm talking, you know, there's a little hesitancy. It's probably why your hesitancy annoys me so much. Cause it's like, right. Reminds me of my own. Like I'm not willing to say everything. I mean, I've said a lot on this podcast. I've definitely said a lot, but it's most of it's cultural things I see in the culture, which I'm not the only one seeing them. They're not, maybe my perspective on it is, is my own, but it's not completely unique. And I'm making rational arguments about it. Well, okay. This is different. This is different. And let's just say, I mean, we obviously don't have to publish this, you know, no, but seriously. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's important for just to give yourself the permission. Yeah. But, but I can't, no, it, 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 that's no, that it, it, it has to be, we should do it live. Has to, you have to go the opposite way. Why? Because if it's not going to be published, it's uh, no. You have to. You have to. It has to be live. Like you have to. You got. I have to meet that moment. I have to take the risk. Like I. You have to do it without a net. Okay. Not publishing is saying you have a net. Well, I guess all I'm saying is that. Like, because I can feel that, that I'm about to go into something with you that, that feels like I want to ask questions and I want to like, like, and, and that I know this place where you go and, you know, like, and then it, it goes somewhere. Yeah. But when, if you filter it, I'll try not to, I'll try not to. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. Because the other thing I want to say about well, this, I, I, oh, sorry, I want to yeah. say one thing. Yeah. Uh, just, just, um, I, th- I think it's been prefaced. Like we, I preface something, so it feels a little bit safer. Because, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the other thing. Like I, I'm not. I don't always say what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking. I'm just letting shit come through me. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Th- that's the one thing that people have a hard time understanding. Like Diana, it's just like. I'll say something. And she says, you said this thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't hold me to something that I said. Like, I'm just letting energy come through. I'm just expressing myself. Like, I'm not, like, you can't attach too much meaning because then she'll tell the story of what she saw or experienced as having happened. I'm like, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And when she goes off, the difference is I don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening like, oh, okay. And obviously it's because I'm a therapist. I have that skill. Somebody's screaming at me. You know, you learn to like, oh, I wonder what this is about. Like this, you know, you don't take, you learn, you have to learn to not take it personally. Mm -hmm. 
but it's also you learn to like discharge knowing that it's like it, there's distortion, but you don't worry about it. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, let this come through. Let this come through. You did this to me. You fucking said this and I feel like this. And you know, there's a part of my brain. It's like, okay, this is all bullshit. This is all my stuff. This is all projection, but I still have to let it come through. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening, you're like, oh my God, he said all those things. That's what he believes. It's like, I don't believe that. But the but the way that you and I talk, what 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 happens for me is that you, you'll you say something and then I'll want a clarifying right. something. I'll ask you a question that helps me to understand where what, where you're going. I understand. Which then takes you to a different, like something happens in that interaction. Right. And so, 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 so there's that. But also like, what my experience of you saying these things and allowing these things to come out, I get a clear picture of what your perspective is, what you're right, like, where you're coming from that actually is where what you're trying to do with people, like trying yeah, to, yeah, in, absolutely. In terms of helping them come yeah. out of the all major. I'm trying to do is get get people to the truth and get people to God. It's like because the closer you get to the truth, the, the truth is God. That I mean, that's that's all you have to know. But there's something that you're seeing in the matrix, yeah. of all of this. Yes. That then, when like allowing yourself to go to these places, helps you to orient to where you're going to, or yeah, where I you're bring, bringing people to, mm-hmm. and so. Mm-hmm that's that's what i've witnessed you doing right and so um i guess that i'm i'm saying all of this because i i i feel the goodness of what you're right what wants to come out of you mm-hmm. and so just yeah yeah well so you're so okay so to, just to go back you were saying this thing about andrew tate <laughs> yeah and you're saying that there are these young men yeah, that are being influenced by him, and it, it that there's a way in which young men being influenced by this person threatens the system. Yeah, and how does it do that? Well, the biggest threat to the system is young men. Why? Because they have the most testosterone. They have the willingness to fight. I mean, that's what ISIS is. ISIS is young men. It's men in their twenties, right? It's mm-hmm. it's young men that create revolutions. Okay. They have the energy. They want to build a new society. That's what that's what that's what it's like for men. When you, that's what you that's what the energy is. I mean that all the you know, Mark Zuckerberg or Google. I mean that's what they're doing. They're rebuilding the world in their image. Right. That's the masculine imperative. And so you get a group of young men who are all on a mission together, and they start seeing the lies in the culture. And not only that, they're feeling excluded. They're seeing what lies. They're seeing they're seeing that they're being lied to about everything. Mm-hmm. They're seeing that the system is completely corrupt. They're seeing that they are on the outside of it, right? That there's an in-group and an out-group and that the people on the in-group are completely like, we're here, we're taking care of you, elect us, we'll do this, we'll do that. And they're telling stories. They're always telling stories. They're building narratives about you know racism or sexism and, and they're using these things, which are real, but they exploit it to control the population. Of course, listen, here's the thing that you have to understand. You have to understand it in the context of history. Like if you look at this moment we're living in through the context of history, like you, you take your personal beliefs out of it and you scan out a thousand years or a thousand years in the future and you look back, it's like there's patterns that play out. 
There's the rise and fall of civilizations. And once you understand those patterns, it's like you apply it to what's happening today. And then you'll be able to see it more clearly. And what we know throughout history is that all governments corrupt. Power corrupts. You can talk about that in the Bible. You can talk about that in Shakespeare. Power corrupts every time. So we have a system in America that's completely corrupted. The West is completely corrupted. I'm not saying that China's not corrupt. I'm not saying that Russia's not corrupt. But their corruption is out in the open. They're out with it, Mm. right? They're like, Putin's like, you know, he doesn't say I'm a dictator. You know, they play the game, but everybody knows what's going on there, Mm -hmm. right? There's no real pretense, right? The same within China. But in the United States, it's all bullshit. There is a ruling elite. There is the Democratic Party. I mean, the Republican Party is the same. They're all part of it, right? Trump was not really a Republican. He was an outsider to the system. So you have the political elite, you have the media, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, all of them, Washington Post, they're all on board with the agenda. You have big tech now. And they, of course, it's just, it's just natural. Human beings want to amass power and they want to hold on to it. That's the history of the world. That's just how we work. That's how it works out in the jungle with with primates, with apes. That's how they do it, right? And th- there's a king ape and he's ruling over everything and he has to keep order and he has to do that in a way that's like, he has to use force, but he also has to use diplomacy. He's got to, you know, people have to basically like him, but eventually there's going to be a bunch of young apes that come along and they're going to kill him. That's how it works. And, they, and they'll challenge him a few times and he'll fucking beat him down and then day is going to come where those young apes they kill him and then he's done, right? And then they kill all the children. They kill all the children? They'll kill, they'll kill the children, right? And then they'll start impregnating the women, mm. right? Or, or, and one of them will, will win. So there'll be a group of apes that will kill and then they'll fight among themselves and one of them will become the dominant alpha. That's just how it works. That's how it worked with human beings for years and years and years and years. I mean, just read about Genghis Khan. It's like, but we, and we're all evolved from that. All of us evolved from this primitive primal instinct, which is we're going to go into the other village. We're going to kill them. We're going to enslave and kill the children. And we're going to take their women. And then we're going to impregnate their women. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's just evolution. That's an evolutionary force. Right. That's just, that's like, now, is that out of us? Have we evolved beyond that? I don't think so. I think it just plays out in different ways. I mean, I think I think we have evolved in some way, but the baseline impulse is still there. I mean, it, again, it's it's all a game of thrones. I mean, just look at the world. It's all a game of thrones. And we want to see it through it's like good and bad, but if you take that label off, if you don't look at anything as good and bad, that's the key. If you want to be able to see things clearly, you can't judge it. You can't judge anything. So if you are seeing this conflict that's going on in the Ukraine as Putin is bad and we're good, well, you, you can't see it because that's not, that's not their perspective. That's not Putin's perspective. That's not Russia's perspective. It's definitely not China's perspective. It's not the Pope's perspective. That's not what the Pope is saying. The Pope, who's part of the New World Order, basically, part of the elite class who 
basically toes the line for most of it is saying, well, hey, you guys provoked him. What were you guys, you're doing up in Russia. He said very clearly, if you try to bring Ukraine into NATO, there's going to be a problem. And that's kind of what you guys have been doing. So stop, stop it and find a peace deal and let's get on with this. And they don't want to, the West doesn't want a peace deal because they want Putin out of power for whatever reason. I think it's just pure ego because this is what happens. This is the games we play, right? And so you have to, you have to be able to step back and see things neutrally, right? There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's no, it's, it's all one thing and just look at it and then you can see it clearly. So, but going back to Andrew Tate and these young men, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is, what's the thing that's like rising up then? Well, people are waking up. They're waking up. They're seeing what the matrix really is. They're seeing the way they're, they're seeing the ways they're being controlled. They're seeing the lies are being told and they're waking up to that. And when you get groups of young men and that's, that's who his fan base is, right? It's all young men, uh, who are starting to see that. And that's what he's preaching. I mean, people don't want to talk about that, but if you actually get down to it with Andrew Tate, that's what he's talking about. What? Get out of the matrix. Here's how it works. This is what it is. He's trying to tell you. He figured it out, right? He got rich. So he's not subject to it anymore, right? He's a very, very wealthy man. He talked about it with COVID. And he, I, I remember this first video that came out. He's like, let me tell you how it works. I got on a flight, a commercial flight. I got hassled about the mask. I had to go through, I was flying first class. I had to go through all of the bullshit and I hated it. I thought it was all nonsense. And that's when he started flying private. And when he, he said, when I fly private, it's like, there's no mass. There's no hassle. I just get on the plane. Everybody's greeting me. Some people have a mask. Some don't. I get off the plane. I'm in another country. Nobody's bothering me about the mask at all. And basically what he's telling you is like, do you think these elites are wearing masks? It's for you. You're the slaves. They're trying to control you. They're not wearing masks. When you have money and you're at the top, you play, you're playing in a whole other game. And so these people sitting up there telling you what to do, it's all bullshit. It's all a mechanism of control. And people get caught up in the literals. They get caught up in the stories. I said this from the beginning, the mask. You have to look at it as a representation. It's literally a mask. Cover your face. Cover your face. Cover your mouth. People say, well, no, it's the, it, no. It's what it represents and the insistence of it. I was, it's a symbol. It's the same with the shot, right? It's not about the vaccine. It's like, it's the, it's like you have to take it. It's, you have to comply. You have to obey. You have to get with the program. But I mean, the thing that like is so. And so you get Andrew Tate waking people up to this, especially young men. That is a threat. To the regime. That is a threat to their story. He's but, basically but he's, saying their, but, but, their story is a lie. Right. The, well, because he's seen it, like the elites, he has actually experienced being with these people yeah. who are not complying to the rules that they're setting. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's that. There's just, there's, But there's also, he just can see it for what it is. What is it? What I just said, it's a group of people who want to retain power, who want to control other people and retain power. That's just, that's the history of the world. I mean, that's the heart. That's, that's the, you don't think that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying like, it's, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, like, is it? 
but just look, uh, no, just look at history. Sense. Just look at if you if you understand human beings, right? Like this is the lower self. Lower what I said earlier. I don't want to open my heart because then I'm out of control. It's like I want to control. Control is safety. And so if I can control other people in whatever way, and they don't know, you know, they rationalize it. Well, they don't know any better. They got their they got their Netflix. They got their iPhones. They got a perfectly good house or apartment. They're fine. I mean, that, they're basically, that's what they're doing in China, right? And now China came from poverty. So in their mind, it's like, yeah, we're using this uh, totalitarian pseudo-communist system. Well, it's working because there was tons of people in poverty. And now there's much less people in poverty, right? Now, they don't have real freedom. They're not going to give them that. So it's, of course, you can rationalize it. Right. And, and maybe that maybe that is the ultimate system, maybe totalitarianism. That's what it's been since the beginning of time. Democracy is a new thing. And people are rightly asking, does it work? Does it make sense? I don't know. But we have to see it for what it is. Right. It's not. I mean, just look at what happened with Brexit. Look what happened with Trump. I mean, you had these two thing, two democratic things happen. And immediately there was there was not uh, an acceptance. Well, this is what the people want. The people voted for Trump. The people voted for Brexit. We have to go along with that. No, it was like fuck that. Those people are stupid. Those people are evil. We have to put a stop to this. We have to figure this out. This is bad. This is wrong. We're not getting what we want. They just immediately demonize. There's no acceptance. There's no reflection. So that that was the to me that was the tell. That's when I realized. There was zero reflection about Trump. It's like, oh, we lost to Trump. I wonder what we're doing wrong. I wonder what we're not seeing that we lost to Trump. There must be something because that guy's fucking out there. He seems crazy. And we did everything we could to discredit him. And he still beat us. There was not a moment of self-reflection. It was just strictly that guy is evil. The people that voted for him they got brainwashed or they're stupid and, or they're racist. That was the narrative. And I'm looking at this going, I'm not brainwashed, I'm not stupid, and I'm not a racist. So you guys are fucking crazy. And so then I started to get scared because they believed this thing, that the story that they were telling themselves, like this mass delusion. They couldn't accept. And... And then I realized that they were they, when from that place they could rationalize anything. So people ask me, well, was the election stolen? I'm like, it's, obviously it was stolen. Well, do you have proof? I don't need proof. Well, there's tons of proof. 81 million votes, really? 15 million votes than Barack Obama ever got? I'm not buying that for one fucking second, especially when Trump got 73 million, which was eight or nine million more than he got four years before. So as that many more voters came out, none of it adds up. But you can't look at that, right? They just brand you as a fucking conspiracy theorist. Dangerous, a domestic terrorist. So I forget. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Well, I'm still, you know, the, you're like the, the What are you young, stuck on? The, yeah. Well, I. Well, all revolutions start with young men. Right. So you want to control them. And you've got a guy who's coming out who's rich, who's handsome, who's incredibly articulate, who's calling bullshit, who's bulletproof, essentially, meaning he's rich and lives in Romania, 
and there's no way they can really get to him. There's no they no no way they can really stop him other than deplatforming him, which is what they did. And you've got you know millions and millions and millions of young men who are listening to him going fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And they point to the misogyny, right? Think crazy shit that he said about women, which he did. But they point to that to discredit him, right? But that's not that's not what he's about. Right. I mean, he is he is going after feminism, certainly, and the lies that are in that. And there's all kinds of lies in that. You know, the feminist agenda is, you know, of course, originally feminism is good. Nobody's against equality for women anymore. I don't think real equality for women. Women should have as much free choice as men. Although you could debate, do men have free choice? Whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But the stories we're being told, that fem- the stories that feminism is telling us are, at this point, mostly lies. They're not true. And he's pointing out a lot of this stuff. And, I, you know, I know people are listening like, which ones? Well, you know, wage gap is bullshit. So I, 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 I don't even want to debate on that stuff. It's so nonsensical, Right. So he's going after that and that and he's going after he's just going after all the narratives, all the lies, the COVID lies and how they use it to control the climate change. Again, you can it's not and people get this is it's very hard for people to be in the nuance of it. It's like, you know, so you say, well, there's a climate change agenda. People are like, what, you don't believe in climate change? I'm like, I'm not saying I don't believe in climate change, but people can use a very real thing. And then they can use that thing to manipulate and control other people and to force their agenda, right? That's how, that's what they're doing with racism. That's what they do with feminism. And that's what they're doing with climate change. That's what they did with COVID. Is it conscious? And here's the thing where it gets tricky. People believe that it's a, there's a group of people at the top, like maybe Fauci's involved or Klaus Schwab that are like sitting in a room, a cabal, and they're calling the shots. And it's all one big manipulation and these puppet masters. I don't think that's how it works. I, I, I mean, I think there probably is some of that. Um, you know, I've heard people say there's 15 men that run the world. And, and I believe that's probably true. There's like the, the upper elite, super wealthy. There's probably a way that they're, they're, they're exerting control over a lot of things. But I think most conspiracy theories are unconscious. And what? how does that work? I don't have to tell people what to do. Everything's like implied. Like think a certain way, act a certain way. I went to Hollywood. It's like there's a culture there. Well, I want to fit in with, I want to make it in Hollywood. So I want to fit in with that culture. So I'm going to orient myself to think how they think. Because that's going to get me where I want to go. If I'm not thinking how they think, Right, whether it's socially or politically or creatively, I'm not going to get included in that club. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to conform my thinking unconsciously, right, to connect with theirs. And now I'm in this thing. We all do it. That's what that's what a fucking family is. Mm-hmm. That's what everything is. Everything is a cult on some level. And we all buy into it. And I think people are starting to wake up to the cult. That is the United States of America currently, right? But not just the United States of America, the West. And they're seeing how they're being manipulated. They're seeing that these people are just, 
you know, they, that, that probably this is the end of the empire. And again, this is also how it makes sense. You know, the rise and fall of great powers. It's, it's patterns, 200, 250 years. Empires rise, empires fall. We are at the declining end of the American empire. That's something that's happening. China's on the rise. That's an inevitability if you look at the cycles of history. It's just something that happens the way that, you know, autumn follows summer. Like there's no way around it. Maybe it'll change. I don't know. I don't think so. So we are at the end stages of the American empire. So of course the people in power, what are they going to be doing? They're going to be doing whatever they have to do to hold on to whatever they have and accumulate as much as they can before this whole thing collapses and goes to shit. That's what I'd be doing. That's what we should all be doing. Get what you can. Figure it out. You have to stop relying on the government or your employer. This is why the message is self-employment. You got to figure out how to make money. You can do it online. You got to become sovereign. You have to become independent in some way. Because if you, all these institutions are going to come crumbling down. It's all coming down. It has to. It's inevitable. Not just, not just the cycles of history, but also technology. Why? Why does it have to? It's just how it goes. It's just evolution. So that something new can be born? Something new can be born. Destruction and then you build a new thing. There's not, nothing right or wrong about it. If you just accept it as it is, if you just look at and it, you know, that's hard to do. I don't do it perfectly. But if you can find that spot in you that can just step back and not judge and not go into right and wrong, what's good or bad, and just try to look at it and see what's actually happening. That's not an easy thing to do because then you have to face the truth about who we are as human beings. That we're not really conscious, we don't really have free will, that we're motivated by our primal instincts and our emotions. Okay, but okay, going back to these young men, like, (laughs) and not knowing everything that you know about Andrew Tate, and I'm just basing yeah, yeah. basing my, yeah. what I, whatever it is that I know, which is probably more than just because of yeah. my conversations yeah. with you. But when you say that there's this uprising of young men, and some of the videos that I've watched of Andrew Tate, like kind of like, hmm, interesting, but you know, a little suspect. And so, <laughs> so then I think of this yeah. uprising of young men, and I think, I think, you know, that there must be women who are seeing this uprising yeah. that are really scared. Yeah, like, oh sure. shit, more of the same. Yeah, there's probably a lot of are turned on too. Maybe, but but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like I understand that, what you're saying. So then, so so to them, it seems like, why would we want that? That doesn't seem like something new. That seems like, some, like yeah, a regression. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Of course they're going to think that. But they're wrong. I mean, they're not wrong, but they're, it's their perspective. I understand, but there's something they're not, they're not seeing. What, what aren't they seeing? Well, they're bought into the lie. What's the lie that they're bought into? The lie, well, there's, I mean, where do you, all the lies I just talked about, right? They're bought into the system. They believe the things they read in the New York, in the New York Times, right? They believe that AOC is telling them the truth, that AOC is really concerned about them. AOC is just concerned about herself and her brand. They don't, they don't want to see 
the true nature of human beings. They don't want to look at what's actually motivating people, the power games that are being played. And they don't want to face the truth about male and female sexual dynamics. They don't want to face the truth about hypergamy, about what's actually going on between men and women. What is that? Hypergamy? Yes, but also what is, what's the truth? The truth is that men and women are different, obviously, and that women are all competing in some way for the strongest man, the strongest men. And women, we know this, women will only marry or procreate um, somebody who's at their status level or above their status level. So women are incredibly shallow when it comes to their mate choices, their mating strategies. And we're driven by our mating strategies. And all this idealism is all nonsense. It's all bullshit. It's all a mask. It's not real. Just look at the world, man. Tom Brady's married to a supermodel. That's how it goes. And the supermodel got Tom Brady. Supermodel's leaving Tom Brady. Well, he'll have another one soon. I'm sure. We're primitive. We're half a step out of the jungle. That's why you have to get with God because that's the only thing that can orient you to the truth. Otherwise, if without God, you are going to make something else your God. You're going to probably make yourself God and your own ego God or other people's egos God. You're going to make the government God. And then you're fucked. Okay, so I want to just go like so. These young men, they're 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 coming up. They they're fight, yeah. they're gonna fight the system. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen? Like in like what what? Well, we're I mean we're in the midst of a revolution. I mean we're in it. We're in some kind of revolution. I mean we're in some kind of civil war. And everybody's trying to hold on to the, the old system's trying to hold on. They're trying to keep the narrative in place, keep that old system in place, but it's inevitable. It's being played out in the monetary system with Bitcoin versus fiat. And it's all fine. This is just what happens. You know, the system, the system that was in place was the perfect system for that moment in time, for that point of evolution. But then it comes to an end. It's the same thing that happens with us internally. Like if you're going through growth and you're going through change, it's painful. There's conflict, you know, in your relationship. You had this big fight with fur. I'm sure you're on, an, you're somewhere else now. You've mm-hmm. evolved. You're in some new place. You have a newfound intimacy and understanding, but you went through extreme pain and conflict and confusion and fear mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. So that happens on an individual level. It happens between couples. It happens mm-hmm. in groups mm-hmm. and it happens in societies. Mm-hmm. And we are in the midst of that. And that's what war is. And you can't avoid it. There's, again, there's no right or wrong to it. 
It's like war is bad. No, it's war is neutral. Nature has no preference. God has no preference. So there is a war between women and men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's being stoked by the establishment. I mean, this woman who just got elected prime minister in Italy, she's a right winger. Mm-hmm. What is she saying? She's saying basically all the same shit Trump was saying. Borders, <laughs> jobs for our people, family. Like traditional values. We have to get back to traditional values. And she just got elected. And if you feel into that, that there's stability there. Borders. Another word for borders might be boundaries. Right? And then traditional values. What is that? Family. Relationship. Man. Woman. Gender roles. God. And there's an order to that. There's structure in that between the masculine and the feminine. You need that. I mean, you and I, we know that well because we've, we've gone through it. That when you and I are operating in our traditional, what people would call the traditional gender roles, man, woman, masculine, and feminine, there's a harmony that's achieved. And there's a balance. And the ego goes out the window. And it just becomes almost like we become one unit. And... Yes, I'm leading in some sense, but it's it's not the way it looks. I'm just like steering, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's or I'm leading the dance. It's like it's like, you know, two dancers are dancing together. The man is holding the frame. The man is leading the dance, but he's not he can't lead it properly if he's not attuned to the woman. Mm-hmm. So you could argue that she's actually leading the dance and he's receiving her direction and leading her where she wants to go. Now it's a combination of both. And there's like a, a beautiful thing that happens in that, that is just wonderful. And so when you take that and you start talking about, well, there's not enough women in tech and women aren't paid as much. And you, you create all of these narratives in the society to stoke resentment, it, it, it tears at the fabric of that wonderful dynamic between men and women, between the masculine and the feminine. And that's what they're trying to do because the family creates stability. It creates strength. And if you can kind of like, and I don't, again, I'm not, all this is happening unconsciously. I don't think, I don't, I don't think people are doing this consciously. And that's, that's the main issue people like oh you think there's these ruling class of elites that are doing all this like i don't think fauci or klaus schwab or all these people around co i think they they believe that they were doing the right thing but they're unconsciously motivated by all kinds of shadow forces inside themselves which is about separation yes and about their their sense of control which is about separation yes like and and a, and a refusal to uh to 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 be in reality like the thing with covid is you know my philosophy was you just got to let it run through the population like you got to protect 
the people who are most vulnerable and you just got to let it run through the population. That was like, you got to, you got to keep society going, you know, and you should invest the, the money in protecting the vulnerable. That's what we should do and let everybody else like, let us get it and we'll see what happens. And yeah, we're going to lose some people. It's okay. We're gonna lose some people anyway. Right. But it's a cost benefit analysis. But that is not an acceptable position for politicians because they have to, uh, it has to seem like they're doing something. And that's, that was like a large factor in what was motivating a lot of the policy. People are terrified. Understandably so. Although, you know, it's stoked by the media. We now have to do something. Okay, so masks. Wear a mask. That makes people feel better. It feels like they're doing something. Social distancing. Okay, six feet apart. Okay, so now you're out. It's like, I'm going to have a mask and I'm a social distance. I feel a little safer. Turns out most of it was nonsense. The social distancing was nonsense. The masks, negligible impact, sounds like, whatever. Um, but we have to, it has to appear like we're doing something. Lockdown, you know. That's how society works. We're completely irrational. I mean, just look around. Everything is insane. So that's who we are. And yet you kind of have to wake up to that and accept it. And these people are going to, once you're in power, you want to hold on to power. And you're going to do what you can, what you have to. The For instance, the media, right? It's like, we know that they get the best ad revenue. That's their main goal of the media, right? Is to make money. They're, they're corporations. They have to make money or their show's going to be off the air. So they're motivated by sensationalism, by stoking fear. Because if you keep them afraid, there's something scary happening, then you got to tune in tomorrow to see what the update is on this scary thing. And they convince themselves that they're just doing news, but that's not what they're doing. You just have to look at the incentives. Just look at the incentives and understand the incentives. But it's it's hard to look at because then you have to really come to terms with like how dark human nature really is and who we actually are. And we don't want to believe that. We want to stay in the illusion. We want to stay in the fantasy. Because we then have to face it in our in ourselves. But the only way to transform it or to transcend it within ourselves is to know it within ourselves. Until you know it, you, you're a slave to it. You're a slave. And the system is playing off that. They're manipulating us through that. This is, this is the great awakening. People are waking up. People are seeing it. I mean, the, the, the movie, The Matrix, it's all there. I mean, that movie didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, that was in the collective unconscious. Truman Show. All kinds of movies about this stuff. And just the advent of reality TV. And then Trump winning. It was a glitch in The Matrix. It was a crack. It was like, what? That guy won? How did he win? What did he know? What did he understand? And then he, you know, I, I understand people are still hung up on Trump, but you don't think his training and media, his entire life, mastering media and then having a reality show for however many years, 
that he really understood like some kind of fundamental nature of reality, how it actually works. It's all a show. None of it's real people. None of it is real. It's the Maya. Don't, don't, don't take it from me. Go, go read some Buddhism, <laughs> you know, go meditate with the monks in India. They're going to tell you the same thing. It's not real. It's all a dream. That's it. It's nothing new. I'm not saying anything new. But you have to see it. Once you see it, then, then you have the possibility of being free. But the problem is, you know, people who are attached to it, they will kill to maintain their illusion. And you are the enemy to their ego. So they will kill you. They'll make you bad. They'll make you wrong. Like Andrew Tate, like Donald Trump. They're just revealers. They're just showing you. Why are you so triggered by these people? Because they're touching some lie inside you that you don't want to face. That's it. That's what's going on. I mean, there's nothing, it doesn't, there's nothing radical in what I'm saying. It doesn't feel like to me, it feels self-evident. It feels. I mean, it's radical in a certain extent. It's radical, but it's, but it's, it once, if you are willing to look at it through that lens, you'll see that it's self-evident. Like it, it can't be any other way. It's the way it's always been. It's never not been this way. Everything is a story. I mean, if you want, I mean, that's a great place to start is Yuhal uh, Harari. You should read Yuhal Harari. You don't have to agree with his prescriptions, but his analysis. I mean, you read Sapiens. The, the, premise of the book sapiens why did homo sapiens win out why are we at the top of the food chain because there were other species that were like us that didn't make it we won why because we could tell stories we told stories that unified large groups of people and once you had large groups of people unified under one story you could conquer other tribes you could build civilizations mm. So that's what we do. We create stories. The United States of America is just a story. It's not real. It's only real in our minds because we all agree. Well, that's interesting because if that's the case, the story is we're not we're not unified in our story. No, that's the problem. That's exactly why there's conflict. That's that's we're not in a shared reality and we're fighting over it. And people will kill to hold on to their reality. I mean, people get divorced over this stuff. I mean, this, this is why wars are fought. Or so at least they're, that's how they're rationalized. What's the remedy? There's no remedy. This is what it is. The remedy is acceptance. Mm -hmm. This is human nature. This is, this is how we do it. But I imagine that some people would be like, well, then I got to get the fuck out of the United States. Yeah, well, that might be the right move. I think a lot of people are getting out and I, I don't, I don't think that's wrong. It's, it's going to get crazy. It is crazy. I mean, that's why we're in Austin. It's relatively sane. 
there's a lot of people here who have woken up to the truth or at least some element of truth. They're not buying all the nonsense. And are also very heartfelt, compassionate people. Florida the same. But California, man, you got to buy in. I mean, I, can't, I couldn't go back to Hollywood. No, no Trump supporter is going to get hired in Hollywood. Shonda Rhimes isn't going to hire me in her next show. Not yet. Until it becomes fashionable in like five, ten years. Trump will become cool, people, by the way. He will be the most, one of the most iconic human beings ever. He will be, once, once he dies, it's going to be, he's just going to be seen as the, the all-time gangster, the baddest mofo of all time. How could he not be? I mean, come on. He took it on. He took on the Matrix. He won the presidency in the face of every institution being against him. And the the entire mechanism has been working full time to keep him down. Like that's how powerful he is. That's all they've been focused on. That's all you hear. MAGA, 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 MAGA. We got to stop MAGA. MAGA bad, MAGA bad. Still. Because they know he's looming. <laughs> They're terrified. <laughs> you know, like think about how much power you have when you're what they're concerned about mostly because they know, they know that you woke a lot of people up to the truth. Fake news. That's it. I mean, if nothing else, fake news. Yeah. News is bullshit. Everybody knows that now. Thanks to Trump. Nobody knew that before him. Now it's like, I'm not saying everybody knows that, but a lot of people woke up to that. It's like, Oh my God, of course, of course the news is fake. And it's not that it's fake. It's just it has an agenda. They're not telling you the truth. They're selling soap. They're selling stories. It's just a TV show. It's all it is. And Trump understood that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to tell another show. I'm going to be the star of this reality show. And I know how to get attention. I know how to hold it. And I know how to manipulate it. Obama did it too. They all know how to do it. That's what it is. It's all a show. I mean, nothing's really real. I mean, if you go underneath, it's like you go under, like you're a story, Angela I. You have a name, you have parents. I mean, it's real, but. Well, what we say is that we, as children, created a personality. Right. This is this is how I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to act. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say. This is, this is how I'm going to look. Yeah. And then to come out of that, to, to, to not identify that is the, uh, identify with that is the work. Exactly. 
Yeah. And, and the, there's the personal work, you know, the way that we were quote unquote indoctrinated, informed by our family system. And then how we were indoctrinated by our, our culture and by those systems. And I, th- I think that's what people are, people are waking up to both, mm-hmm. but you have to see both because they're both having a huge impact on you. And just like your family doesn't want you to wake up, your mother doesn't want to hear it. Your dad doesn't want to hear it. They're telling you they're, you're bad. You're wrong. What are you talking about? We did our best, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. And maybe you, you don't. It's the same thing that, you know, that the government the, the de facto parents and all of their enablers and that they're doing to us as we realize, as we wake up, they don't want to hear it. Why would they? I got you something, a present. You did? I did. I got you, Angela. A bell. Since since it's it's since it's uh, sometimes hard for you to like speak up <laughs> when I'm uh, talking and ranting. I got you a bell. You just hit the bell. Go ahead, hit the bell. Try it out. Yeah. Like David. I think you just need to hit it once. Stop talking. I think just once. <laughs> I'm thinking of the audience. <laughs> that was that was for that was for all the different times. <laughs> uh-huh. Just dang, I, be careful with that. I wouldn't abuse it. Right. <laughs> but uh, you have an out now. Oh, thank you. Wow. A little bell. It can That's ring a... if you feel like I'm talking over you or dominating the conversation. And I encourage you, you at guys, home see, to get a bell. This is this is this is Dave. I this is what I love about you. You know, like there is some recognition i really appreciate this thank you Mm -hmm. like really it's it's, i don't know it's very it's very loving (laughs) i'm very loving i will try not to abuse it (laughs) well now that i know it's there i'll I'll have to be on my best behavior (laughs) i don't want to get belled That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything else? We've been going on for like wow. We're an hour forty six. Final thoughts. When are you channeling? I'm grateful. I feel you know what you said. I'm I'm in that space that sometimes I get when we're in our phone conversations, like, okay, yeah, I, I, this is everything that I'm, I'm really trying to practice is to understand that we are living in some kind of ego created simulation. Right. And that I have to be willing to see what that simulation is. And that is not an easy thing for me to do because I am, I am in my own 
way conditioned to look for just to look for the good, to look for yeah. the positive, to look for um, the love, you know, and that to actually see the evil or to see the darkness or to see the lies. Uh, it's still, though now I'm, I feel a different level of commitment to that because I understand that in order for me to make different choices, I have to be able to see that. Right. But um, I will say that still, like it, it, there's some way in which I'm still a little like, whoa, you know, uh, it's a lot. It's you know? a lot. Yeah. What's that scene? It's like King Arthur, that movie where the kid, his father is killed in front of him. He's like a boy. King Arthur? I think it's but, King Arthur, the movie that came out a little while ago, maybe five or 10 years ago, whenever it came out. But it opens with this kid watching his father, who was, I guess, also some king or something, gets killed by the bad guy in front of his eyes. And the, the, the kid manages to get away and then, you know, cut to 20 years later. And he's been found. I forget the exact story, but now, you know, he has to go through his training and he's going to be the next king and he's going to make everything right again and, you know, defeat the bad guy. And, but he's struggling. He can't figure it out. He's, he's doing things wrong. He's, you know, he's making mistakes. He can't master the skills. Emotionally, he's a wreck. And they send him out on a kind of vision quest and he confronts the scene with his father. And there was always this place where like he wouldn't look at it. Mm. And he finally looks at it like in his mind's eye, like he confronts it and sees what actually happens and accepts it. Obviously the kid didn't want to look at that. It was horrifying. And it's that moment where he actually faced reality, faced what actually happened, accepted it, felt the pain of it, the rage, all of the feelings. That's what liberated him to step up and become all that he could be and do what he had to do. So I, I don't know, as a, as an image, as a metaphor, I think that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like you have to look at the ugliness, the darkness to set yourself free. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. You cannot be in the illusion. Mm -hmm. And people think, well, I don't want to look at the darkness. I want, I don't want to give it energy. I don't want to spend my time there. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to dwell in it in the muck but you have to you have to face it. You have to look at it. You have to know it. I mean, I think that that's you know, you and I work similarly in that way, and maybe a lot of people work this way. I'm not sure, but I go into the worlds of people's psyche. Yes, I let myself listen and follow their story, and and even to the extent of believing in their story, because it gives me, like you said, it gives me information. Right, right, exactly. That I wouldn't get if I was just kind of, you know, mm -hmm. just listening, kind of detached, like, your, your, your story is just your story, you know? Right, right. There's information that I get when I go all the way into the world of it. 
And so it's like what you're saying, you know, like if you let yourself really see what's going on, you, you, even if it's crazy. Even yeah, let I, yourself believe that the moon landing wasn't real. Let yourself think the earth is flat and see where it takes you and see where your mind goes. You might see something that's actually true. Right. Might open you up to some other possibility, some exactly. other way of thinking. Uh-huh. Because. Well, what it does for me in my work with clients is it connects me to some aspect of them. Right. Then yeah. Where they feel understood. Right. And then I can kind of bring them out from that place into a deeper place of reality. Mm -hmm. Like, because those stories are created as children. Yeah. And so to, to bring them out into the place, like where they are situated as an adult today, like you have to be able to do that. And so your what you're saying in a certain way, like we have created a story that was created a long time ago. And we have to come out of that story yeah. now. So we have to see see what it is that we created. And go yes. Into, to that. Yeah, and it's painful. It's pain. It's very painful. It's terrifying. And you're up against powerful forces who want to maintain the lie or have a lot of reasons to maintain the lie. And again, that story is a story as old as time. It's just what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. 